0: Everybody, welcome back. Episode 2, Season 2, Noel enemy. I am here, of course, presented by Knowles 24-7. I am Trey Rowland and I'm here with the brains of the operation. That's my guy, Dane for Dane, how you feeling? Florida State taking care of business. <laughs> but almost more importantly, me and you taking care of business. Two correct predictions, man. We're looking good so far.
1: Yeah, 1-0. one know for both of us, more importantly. Yeah, feeling really good, Trey.
0: I'm feeling good too. Florida State comes home, home opener against Southern Miss, a team that was seven and six a year ago, had a surprise victory over a number nine Tulane, so it's it's a team that was fairly dangerous last year. Really good defense, S and P plus. I think they were around seventy five, so what they were actually one spot worse than Miami, Florida. Uh, so that's around the kind of level that they're hovering at. Their defense was much better than their offense. The, their offense was around a top 40 unit, according to S&P Plus. And their defensive coordinator actually got hired away. Is that little uh, man baby looking guy, Austin Armstrong? He is now at the University of Florida as their defensive coordinator. Very stingy through the air. Um, seventh, I think, in the nation interceptions last year. They beat the crap at Alcorn State last week, 40-14. to Actually, only 226 total yards of offense, and I think zero yards passing in the first half for Alcorn State, which is crazy as the alma mater of Steve McNair. What do you think about this team coached by Will Hall, a former Mike Norvell guy who was on the 2018 Memphis staff? What do you think about SMU this year as a whole – before we kind of break down each positional unit uh, individually,
1: yeah, I think it's a team that uh, I think it's a team that could compete in their own conference in the Sun Belt. Which honestly, the Sun Belt Conference is is kind of a conference on the rise. I think it's it might be the deepest uh, group of five conference there is in college football, to be honest. And um, and I think they're kind of in the upper half of it. And uh, and this might be. This might be the best Southern Miss team we've seen in a while, or under Will Hall. I probably should be because they actually have a, they probably have a quarterback this year, which is something they haven't really had. It's actually just been Frank Gore for the most part. Frank Gore Jr. Mm-hmm. playing Wildcat for the last two years for the most part, and that's not true this year. What, what do you think is the stronger unit for them? Last year it was their
0: defense. You still think it's that? It's that defensive unit.
1: I don't know. I think there's a lot of unknowns around this especially because around this team especially because of the quarterback situation and they really do have some talent on offense i think they could be a pretty complete offense and the best player in their whole team is the running back um i mean that's a guy that really can take over games frank or jr and that's we're kind of scaling that on a like relative to their competition i guess but that's a Correct. very legit player um and he's a guy that could give fsu's in trouble um But I'm not sure. Yeah, the defense was definitely strong. They lost some guys, I know. Like, they had a pretty good edge rusher that they lost. Um, But they also had a really good wide receiver that they lost, too. So we'll see where they are. I think in general, though, they're probably a pretty balanced team. Pretty, probably a decent team on offense. They definitely look competent against Alcorn State. And then uh, defensively, I I assume they're going to be, I'd imagine they're going to be pretty decent again for their, you know, in-conference
0: yeah, internal hire to replace Austin Armstrong, their D.C.'s Dan O'Brien. He was a staffer, I think, when uh, Will Hall got hired in 2021. So he got some continuity there. Seemed to be a pretty well-coached unit. Got some got some talented players in the secondary. But let's just start on the offense. You mentioned his name, Frank Gore Jr. Does he run like his dad, and do you think he's, do you think he's the best player on this entire team?
1: I think he's, I think he'd be considered that by, by people around that program. Probably. I think it's hard to say that for a running back, honestly. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, PFF would certainly say so. He grades as like an elite running back by PFF over around the nineties. But, um, and just the fact that he's kind of been trusted to basically be the quarterback of this program the last couple of years, whenever they don't really have anyone there that can do a good job of that position. And they're good enough offensively to go and, and, make and win a bowl game last year so like that is a i think a special player at least for that level of competition but um yeah probably him if it's not him then it's and it's you're probably looking at uh a couple other guys probably on defense for the most part maybe jay stanley at safety maybe jalen williams at nose tackle um guys like that but, but frank Gore's is probably their best guy you
0: mentioned the quarterback. What's the what's the difference in the quarterback situation? Who is going to be uh, taking those snaps for the Golden Eagles, and uh, what does he bring to the table?
1: His name is Billy Wiles.
0: Oh, that is a that is such a Varsity Blues like late '90s football movie name, is it not? That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it for sure. Um, belongs in Mississippi, I guess. It's a good landing spot. Um, but he transferred from Clemson, oh. um, and. So last week against Alcorn State, it's the first game he's really started in college. He's listed as a sophomore, but uh, he played really well. Um, Definitely looked like a competent unit on offense. Again, it's Alcorn State, but I think he did a good job. He's not a guy who's going to, like, scare you with his legs, but he's, I mean, their coaching staff was high on him out of camp, and they think he's a competent, like, high IQ type of quarterback who can get the ball to the right guys and, and, you know, run a competent offense, and that's, again, something different <laughs> than they've had in a few years. So um, not a guy, again, who's going to really threaten you on the ground, but but he's also kind of just an unknown and uh, potentially could be a pretty good player. Yeah, not a lot of tape on him. Uh, there are
0: guys he's going to be throwing to any receivers of known? I know you said they lost. They lost a good one, but who, who do they have coming back for? Him?
1: Yeah, um, it's definitely an athletic and deep, group I'd say um just from what I've heard uh they have a few guys who kind of like like speed is kind of where they stand out like I don't think they lack athleticism which we might kind of expect from a team that's that plays in the Sun Belt and that isn't I don't know maybe a, a, a fantastic team within that conference definitely not a bad one but not like a uh, like Troy who won the conference yeah, last like year, good. Sort of good. yeah.
0: Not, not 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 cream at a crop but pretty good in the Sun
1: Belt right yeah um but they have a few guys. I think Jacarius Kasten is probably the the main guy in that room. He's a senior. He's listed as senior. He's originally a Juco guy, but he wears number one for them. He's kind of – like if there's anybody that's just a dude in that room, it's probably him. He had over 100 yards receiving last week. I guess you'd, you'd look out for him. Um, Ty Mims is a guy in the slot. He's like 5'9", 170, but he's got a lot of speed. Um, definitely a potential playmaker there. Uh, you have a few other guys like uh, like Brandon Hayes is a name. Uh, he missed all of last year, but he's another guy with with really good speed. You can take the top off of the defense. Like I don't think I don't. It's not a group that lacks athleticism, and they're deep enough to. Um, I don't know. They, they probably have a guy or two that that actually can threaten you, and it's it's not just a unit that you don't have to worry about. You know, it's not going to be a game where. You just stack the box or it might not be a game where you just stack the box and stop Frank Gore and that's it. And that might be the the con- misconception people come into this game having um, considering the last couple years of this team where it's just Frank Gore. I don't think it's going to be that.
0: Yeah, they're a competent team. Like I said, they, they beat Tulane last year and uh, Tulane ended up number nine in the entire country. Um, They're well coached. They're competent. They got more years in the system. It sounds like they've they've added some more athletes at other positions. It's not like the typical. It's not like the Delaware State Savannah State type game. We both expect Florida State to win and and cover the spread and win by handily. But I think you got to execute as well because they're going to make it difficult on you, specifically with the fi- uh, the familiarity of their head coach with the type of stuff that Norvell's running. Uh, trenches, I think this is probably where Florida State's going to have a massive advantage. What do we think about SMU's uh, offensive line?
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd think that it's it's FSU's defensive line up against. Pretty much anyone in the country, I think you're, you're going to probably have an advantage there. I think we're quickly yeah. learning. We kind of knew FSU was going to have a pretty dominant defensive line coming into the year. And I think against LSU, who has a, you know, I guess a pretty high power rated offensive line, if you will. Um, they kind of had their way at times, I feel like. Um, and this is, uh, in the Sun Belt Conference, I think this is a really good offensive line. Um, it might be the best offensive line they've had under Will Hall. Uh, the best guy in that room is probably Jaquan Scott. He's six four. He's about three forty. Um, like they have tackle? some dudes. Is he a tackle for he's, them, he, Dane? He's a guard. Okay. Um, but like they have a good overall unit. I just, I'm with you. I think against the uh, against FSU's defensive front, it's you know, tough. Like, right? It's tough I matchup. Mean, yeah. Uh,
0: especially with how good both Josh Farmer and Brayden Fist looked in the interior. It's going to be very tough even for a talented running back like Frank Gore to find some space. If if, if Southern Miss does get some success on offense, because I'm not predicting the shutout, but if they do find some success on offense, where do you think it's going to be? you think it's going to be intermediate passing, the run game, a couple of bombs? Where, where do you think Southern Miss might get some points if they, if, if they find them?
1: I think if you can get Frank Gore in space, he's capable of making something happen. I also think they have enough speed at wide receiver to like, I mean, Will Hall's an offensive coach. And like you said, he, he coached under uh, Mike Norvell. He's He knows what he's doing, I think. And um, maybe if they can get something set up, they can kind of get a deep shot. I just, that's not something that FSU's uh, bad at dealing with. Like no. Adam Fuller's pretty good at limiting explosives. They definitely doesn't let stuff the secondary doesn't really let balls get over their head often. So um, the, the answer is probably Frank Gore, honestly. Okay, I agree with
0: that, too, leaking out of the backfield, something like that. FSU had a couple of issues at times with LSU with some things coming out of the backfield. I think that that's going to be cleaned up, but I, I'm with you. I think if any offense does happen, it's going to go through uh, Frank Gore, the deuce. All right, let's talk about the defense. Um, where do you want to start there? You want to start up front? You want to start out back? What, where do you think is more appropriate to start when we're talking about Southern Miss?
1: <laughs> we can start up front right in the, all right. Um, the trenches.
0: All right. What do we think, man? Are they gonna be putting some pressure on Jordan Travis? I mean, he, he stayed clean against LSU, but is Southern Miss gonna get him all dirty?
1: <laughs> I think I think if I think if he was staying pretty clean against LSU, he's probably gonna be fine against Southern Miss, honestly. Most likely. Um, yeah, most likely. Honestly, I mean, this isn't just talking about the front, but like the entirety of their defense, I think is kind of built like lsu honestly um it reminds Ooh, me do of that, tell.
0: Why, why do you say that
1: mainly because well their their strengths and the weaknesses of that defense as well as i think the best player we saw on their defense uh, on sunday night like harold perkins had all the hype everything like that and um that was warranted i think but makai wingo really had a huge <sighs> game and that's an all-american defensive tackle and he really showed it but i think their best player in the front at least is um is Jalen Williams. He's a nose guard, defensive tackle type, uh, 6'3", 3'10". He's Oof. a meaty guy. Um, PFF <laughs> liked him. <laughs> P- P- that tickled you a lot. PFF liked him a lot last year. Um, just shy of an 80 run run defense grade.
0: Uh, oh, he's a stuffer. Okay, that might be yeah. – that. that's a fun matchup with Mo, who's the most – a very competent offensive lineman to, to good a lot of the times, but dude, size could give him a little bit of trouble. I think it'd be that's a fun matchup to watch all night, right?
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And I think if, you know, FSU's probably going to try to establish a good run game, this is the kind of team where you should be able to run the ball well. And honestly, I think if there's one guy who's going to. If there's one individual for them who's going to put a stop to that or at least limit it, it probably is this guy Jalen Williams, um, especially yeah. in a matchup like Marie Smith, who isn't a bigger offensive lineman. But honestly, like we've we've done this so many times, I feel like yeah. where he we still, talk about
0: it could be this, it could be that, and what does the guy keep doing? He keeps becoming the starting center for FSU and turning in really good performances. This kid is big. Moes dealt with bigger, Moes dealt with stronger, Moes dealt with faster. There could be some stalemates at times, but I don't think that that that's enough to stop. I think that Mike Norvell is going to be very adamant about establishing the run. I think that he was probably very frustrated that they did not run the ball with a lot of success in the first half. After a couple of tweaks, they did in the second. Norvell likes to run, man. I I think they're going to get theirs on this Southern Miss defensive line. Uh, what about the linebacking unit? I mean, is it is do you know the type of formation the defense plays? Is it like a 3-3-5, three, 4-2-5? Three, what, what kind of looks are we going to be seeing here? It,
1: they base mostly out of 3-4, but they consider themselves a hybrid defense. I know sure. That. Um, but so yeah, they're like, going to be
0: a couple of edge edge rushing, like particularly just like edge rushing specialist linebackers that we have to worry about?
1: Yeah, they call them jacks. So, like, you would think it's a 3-4 that they base out of. I've just heard their, uh, their linebackers coach refer to them as – it's a hybrid, a hybrid yeah, unit. It's,
0: it's, it's a buzzword, dude. It's a, it's <laughs> a lot.
1: Multiple hybrid. Is, multiple.
0: Okay. It's like when people say synergy in business meetings, it's like, okay, dude, you got the handbook, <laughs> but okay. So, it's the multiple right. hybrid jacks we're going to be dealing with. Yeah. are they scary?
1: They're not. I don't think they're too scary, but they are really experienced. I think generally just the front seven is just a really competent unit. Like, it's a very competent, experienced, solid group. I think it's the strength of their defense. Um, like spearheaded by that Jalen Williams guy, but it's a good experience unit. And I think it's probably what's going to, I think it'll be the strength of their defense for the remainder of their season. I just don't think it's, you know, to the talent level that you'd like to, to really put a stop to this FSU offense, obviously.
0: Yeah. Now we talked about before any matchup, for almost any team right now, between Florida State's defensive line and their offensive line, it's going to be a mismatch. That goes triple for FSU's wide receivers against anybody. They had a lot of interceptions last year. They were stingy through the air. But what I mean, who are the guys that Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson and everybody else are going to be facing up against? Man, I know they got that. You mentioned they had a really good safety, but are they going to? Are they just going to have their way with Southern Miss?
1: I, I don't know many secondaries in the country that, that you could really say, like, isn't going to be a mismatch. Right, it's not of... even
0: a slight to Southern Miss.
1: I know yeah. they're a well-coached unit. They had a uh, boatload interceptions last year, but it
0: it's just not fair. You thought they did to LSU? It's, it's just not fair.
1: It isn't. Um, but, I mean, honestly, yeah, it's a well-coached defense, like you're saying. They get a lot of takeaways, but... Uh, the Jay Stanley guy you mentioned, that's the only returner, returning starter they have in the secondary.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah, so that's definitely not like a strength for them. And I think corner especially is is the weakness of the entire defense, oh, which no. again, it kind oh, of has no. the parallels to, uh, to LSU. Um, LSU's biggest concern was their corners and FSU mm, really exposed them. And I think if FSU needs to in this game, I think it could be a really similar story. To yeah. a higher degree,
0: this sounds like a like a two B movie version of LSU. This defense, and we, saw <laughs> what the, we saw what they did to the real thing. Uh, okay, T- tough matchups all around, but that's I mean that's the point, man. Florida State's a good team, and Southern Miss is a good Sun Belt team, and uh, we <laughs> let's just talk about what we think is going to happen. I'll go first. I do think that that team is well-coached enough, and I do think that they, the familiar with Mike Norvell and just them adding that. That new quarterback is is a dynamic that's interesting just because there's not a lot of tape out on the kid. So I think Southern Miss is going to score a few points here and there, a couple drives. Maybe Frank Gore is going to catch Florida State sleep in a little bit. Uh, and then their defense will stop us like a couple times or something. I'm thinking like 49-13, to 13, and I think the young guys are going to get in and it's just its going to be a comfortable win for Florida State. I'm not so worried about them coming out flat just because I don't see that. They could, but I don't see that as, as the mindset of this team, Dane. I don't see that Mike Norvell letting that happen. It's not like a sleepy noon environment. It's going to be a night game with a stadium that's a lot more people in there than you'd expect for Southern Miss. They're going to be under some new lights. I, mean, I could talk about that for hours, but they're going to be under some new lights. Uh, and I think that they're going to show up, especially because they kind of had a little shaky first half on offense against LSU. It, it's not going to happen twice. They're a professional team. They're out for blood. They can score 50 points. And I don't even know if Norvell's going to crack a smile all night, man. It's a different mentality around this team. They're going to take care of business, 49-13. to 13.
1: I like it, Trey. Um, what do you think, Yeah. I think really similarly. I think that's that's the one. This is crazy.
0: Look at, look at our synergy, dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I think the biggest concern you have is probably just like a slow start. You know, the team kind of comes out sleeping. But that's – I agree. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think that's too obvious of a you right. know, of a thing you look for. And I think the players are, you know, fully aware of that and are going to prevent it from happening because it's up to them. And, I, yeah, I think the FSU is probably going to get what they want. And it's – if you said 49, 13, I'll say, I'll say 45 to 10,
0: 35, 36. Okay. We're pretty close. We're pretty close. Like I said, it could be the final score is not going to matter so much because I do want to see some young guys and I want some, some hot tate action in that game. I want to see some young guys in the secondary. I won't, so the final score might not be indicative, but it's going to be a dominating controlling win and Florida state's going to be moving on two and zero, and hopefully we will too. Uh, Listen, look at us, dude. Nineteen twenty minutes on Southern Miss. You guys, this is the most informed stuff you're going to get out there, and it's because we love you dearly. This was another episode of Noel, Thy Enemy. I'm Trey Rowland. that's Dane Draper once again. I hope you guys have a wonderful game day. knowles 247com baby. Subscribe. Don't make me keep saying it, or you're going to be missing out. It's the best right now. Love you guys. Keep chopping.